Hi, my name is Lydia. And I'm Emma. And we're the hosts of Holy Ship. We are passionate about creating a space for women to talk about sexuality, their bodies, and all things relationships. We think that for so long, Christian spheres have often failed to address these topics with women in a healthy, shame-free, and open way. So welcome to Holy Ship, where we address all the taboo topics in a way that is honoring to you, your relationships, and God. Welcome back to the Holy Ship Podcast. We're so excited that you're here today. Today we have my dear friend, Corinne Caraway, and she's here to talk about virginity. This is our last episode of our sex series before we move into our purity series, and we're so excited that this is the topic we get to talk about. So Corinne grew up in East Texas and now lives in New York City. She is a writer by trade and currently works for the Church of the City in New York doing communications. So Corinne, welcome. Hi guys, I'm so happy to be here to talk about virginity with y'all. I'm such a fan (laughs) of you guys already and just pumped to dive in deeper to this topic. Uh, That's so so great. I thought she was gonna say I'm such a fan of virginity, which we all are. Oh, goodness. So I guess to start out, could you just tell us a little bit more of your story with, I guess, like growing up, what you were taught about virginity, then, you know, like your dating life, Mm -hmm. how you like kind of maybe not define it yet. We'll get to the definitions later. But um, yeah, just tell us a little bit more about your experience. Yeah. No. Okay. So I am from East Texas. I grew up in the Methodist church and was in a massive uh, byproduct of purity culture, um, which I know you guys um, have talked about some and we'll talk about more. Um, But to the point, like the kind of purity culture that (laughs) I endured um, in eighth grade, there was a class uh, put on by our, a woman in our church called Girls of Grace. Um, and you did this in eighth grade. So everyone's 12 or 13. And it was like a nine week course on Sunday afternoons. And we talked about everything from like friendship, but also sex. And this in this class, we like made a list of all the things you could do with a boy from holding their hand to like anal sex and we were told to like draw the line on this on this piece of paper um and we like and if you drew it past french kissing the teacher would like reprimand you she's like no no that's not the point of this like you're supposed to set your boundary here and we like all did that and it it was it was one of those things in middle school because it wasn't just girls in our church that were there it was like a thing that you did in eighth grade and if there was a girl who wasn't in that class, the like context around her was immediately like, oh, she's like, she's a slut. Like she's already done stuff with guys or she's like willing to do things with guys. Like that was the mindset of the girls in my grade. If you like weren't in Girls of Grace Um, and Girls of Grace finished with (laughs) all of us standing up in front of the church on Valentine's day with our parents or our guardians. And we'd gone and picked out purity rings and they put them on our fingers in front of the entire church like a cult (laughs) and like prayed over us and everything and then it was like okay cool we are we are girls of grace um and from that point on um I think the second a girl went past the boundary that she'd drawn on that piece of paper um she would kind of like just stop coming to youth group she would just stop coming to church at all um, because she felt such like intense shame. She felt like she like couldn't wear her ring anymore. I remember my ring got stolen out of my locker my freshman year of high school. Oh and I was like, no, <laughs> like, ah, everyone's wait, were they nice rings? I was so, so scared. <laughs> um, 
about losing this ring. And that was, that was the like basis as the first time um, I sat in a room with women and talked about sexuality, um, obviously incredibly biased. Um, and <laughs> what that really ended up doing was teaching me that the most important thing was that I didn't have sex. Like that was the whole thing is like, okay, abstinence is the choice here. Great. That's what we're doing. Um, but also in eighth grade, actually right before I took this class, so I was already dealing with some shame around this. My first kiss, um, the guy was a little bit older than me and, um, he actually just stuck his hand on my shirt, like while we were kissing. Um, and I remember just kind of being like, I know that that's wrong. That didn't feel good. I also didn't tell you that you could do that. And so I like got up and left the movie theater. Um, and then when I went into girls of grace, like I was like, Oh, well, my hand, my, I've already been fondled underneath the shirt. I don't know what that's supposed to mean for me. I don't um, belong here. You guys like <laughs> so sad. And I was like, okay, guess we're starting over then. Um, and there was a, a really long time in dating that I was like, cool with like, like I was young too. Right. I'm like 14 or 15. Like, of course I'm not. And I wasn't the cutest kid. Um, so I'm not, I'm not getting like a ton of opportunities at this point in my life. Um, but when I started dating, cause I did have a, like, a, honestly a pretty wide variety of boyfriends in high school. Um, I like really would draw the line, like was like, okay, no, you can't put your hands underneath my shirt. That's like a clear line that I know that I was taught in this class. Um, and then I was dating an older boy, um, towards the end of, or at the beginning of my like sophomore year. Um, and he like convinced me that it was okay. And so that's like when I started to be like, like re redefining what I thought was good for me, um, because of like what I'm now seeing is like, feels good. Um, and I was still very, like, it was a whole thing. It was like, Corinne's parents are church elders and Corinne is not going to have sex. And that's like the thing. Corinne's never going to do that. Um, but she'll like cross this line. Um, and so I was figuring out how to do that. Now, here's the thing. I didn't decide that I, like the line of like not touching genitals made sense because I was scared of them. It really was less of, <laughs> it was less about me um knowing for sure that I was like oh I shouldn't do that it was more like I'm freaked out by that and I don't want anything to do with it like maybe we just we just don't um we don't need to see it we don't need to touch it that's fine um because what girls of grace had failed to do was like teach me about my anatomy and teach me about a man's anatomy um yeah that is just I there's so much more but I feel like I should pause here <laughs> yeah yeah that's I can honestly say I've never experienced that level of purity culture. Um, I think Lydia might have experienced closer to something like that than... Like I had the Midwest version. I feel like the Texas (laughs) version is a little more hardcore. Yeah, like I never had... So actually, funny story about the whole purity ring thing. Like I actually don't have a problem with purity rings at all, unless it's something like that where it's like, almost like branding um and so forced but I remember growing up um I was really into the Jonas Brothers and they were like famous for their purity rings and um and I I don't think that's where I got like and in my mind the whole purity ring thing but 
I actually did, like, I went to my parents, I think I was like 15. In total disclosure, I think I wanted a purity ring because I wanted a diamond ring. Um, but I was like, a diamond ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lydia, I only get diamond rings. Emma, that's amazing. I am shook right now. <laughs> Mine was like a like. I don't wear fake jewelry. <laughs> and like I lost it and like it was that was a whole thing. Mine had a diamond in it too. Emma, I'm with you. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh in my family. Darn right, you'd be scared to get that stolen out of your locker. You'd be like, where's my purity ring? So sad. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. No, I actually, yeah, I think it's a problem when it becomes like a branding thing or force, but to have something, I guess, to remind you or yeah or, or I, like yeah the it's the fun. like imagery behind it really is beautiful because I, mm-hmm. I also have friends that like you know weren't forced to wearing but like decided to and then like ended yeah. up giving it to their husbands you, you know and like that's so out. cool like it's, it's, it's like so you've had serious. this thing since you were a teenager and you've like yeah. waited for this man and it's like a token of like I waited for you mm-hmm. and I think that's really special um, yeah. yeah, when it's like coming out. Uh, of let's bring back purity rings. Purity rings. Well, I also think like, <laughs> is like no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you one with a diamond in it, and you'll like it more. Yeah. No, I think like it just goes back to. I don't think the intention was ever mm-hmm. like to like make girls like hate themselves later on, or like for girls to stop coming to church. Like I think the intentions were pure. It's just how it ended up being played out and how right. it was presented to girls, right. and then like as a byproduct, all this like shame happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. But like purity rings, I think are great mm-hmm. in intention. It's when like you shame people around for like losing them or right. for like deciding to not wear them yeah. that it becomes an issue. Or segue, if you lose your purity ring, that means you've lost your virginity, right? Yeah. Which leads us to our first question, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> for Corinne which is what constitutes virginity and what constitutes losing virginity besides just having your purity ring disappear one day (laughs) now okay I did I am a words person and so I did go look up the actual definition of virginity in the dictionary you and Emma are two peas in a pod man I'm here for it (laughs) I'm like what does Merriam-Webster say um Virginity is a noun, um, but it is the state of never having had sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. So what I think is really interesting about this, and this like goes to um, something I think that we'll talk about a little bit later about like what constitutes a sex is like Miriam Webster describes it as like intercourse, right? So like full penetration. Whereas like when I think of sex acts, like mm-hmm. blowjobs, um, fingering, anal, any of that, like I consider that that to be sexual, mm-hmm. right? Um, like those things I think is like a version of having sex, which is, you know, not the way that I was raised. I don't think I started thinking that until like really maybe like five years ago, um, that really, even though, so I did lose my virginity in college. I even hate the way I said that, right? Like I said that I lost it. Mm -hmm. I gave, like, I like chose to have sex, um, penetrative sex. And I like chose to do that. But technically, if you're looking at if you're thinking about other things as sex as well, then I stopped being a virgin in high school. Like yeah. that's when that happened. And so I, I think personally now it's really any sexual act, especially mm-hmm. that involves like not, not kissing. You're not going to lose your virginity if you're kissing someone. Um, but I, I do think that if like 
genitals are involved, it's a sexual act. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Also you can't lose your virginity by putting in a tampon. I just feel like that's super important for me to say. And I will say Um, I've heard a lot of people who think that yes, yes. So that is not great clarification. Not true at all. Um, so, but like, yeah, going off of that. So it has to be with another person in the intention of getting like mutual pleasure. Well, I see that's, that's something it can even be one-sided. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and something I think we can talk about here just a little bit is like, if you are someone who has been assaulted or Mm -hmm. had non-consensual sexual acts done to you, Mm -hmm. I personally don't think that that like takes like biologically by definition, it might mean that Mm -hmm. you are not a virgin, but I don't think that that's what that means. I think it's a conscious choice that you have to make to like make that shift. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's me personally. I just have had friends, um, that have been in this space were like assaulted when they were young and then waited till marriage. Right. Like, and then it's different. So to them, and I agree is like, they were virgins until yeah. they got married. Um, Cause I think, I think it's a choice. I think that's really mm-hmm. actually what it comes down to. Yeah. I guess I'm just curious, like, you know, I think there's like penetrative intercourse, mm-hmm. which is like, I'll say like sex, sex. Yeah. But then there's all these sexual activities. Yeah. And like, we actually talked about this a couple episodes ago, but like, do you think even if it's just like oral sex, mm-hmm. then that's sex and that you're not a virgin after that? It's so fat. Cause I think when people think version, they mm-hmm. think penetrative intercourse, yeah. right? They don't think about these other things. Um, but if the Bible says that if we're mm-hmm. going to like go into scripture at this point, it's like, it says all sexual immorality, mm-hmm. right? Like not the Bible does not say penetrative sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says sexual immorality. And mm-hmm. so it's, to me, it means like, yeah, like oral is, is a form of sex. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, and I think even married couples would say that now I have married couples. They're like, oh yeah, like we can't have sex in this way, but we'll have sex in mm-hmm. this way. And they refer to it as sex. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, and again, that very has been something I've just started unpacking like over the past few years mm-hmm. um, and thinking more deeply about like, okay, what is like, what is sex actually? Um, is it just this, mm-hmm. this thing over here? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I do think the key term in, in virginity is like it was it's your choice to like I man, I wish there was a different word than lose. Um, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I something that going back to like how I was raised up and I like mm-hmm. wrote this down before because I thought it was really important. Um, <laughs> um, was that the main thing that I like gleaned from all of that was that my virginity was something that needed to be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was framed as that it was like my thing that I got to give or to lose. But I think the underlying message and all of that was that it could be taken away from me. Yeah. Um, and that like, it was the, it was the thing that I had to hold on to. Mm-hmm. It was like the last thing me having penetrative sex was like the worst thing. And like the last thing I should ever do with a guy. Like I sh- yeah. like, it's like well, at the end of the day, whatever else, but like this thing you will not do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was like all framed up as like, Oh, this is like supposed to be empowering for you. But really what it's saying is like, no, this is, this is the thing that we could hold over you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Cause I have like my own story about this, but you talk about how like five years ago, you kind of started this like transition into thinking like all sexual activities, what kind of led you to that change? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We'll backtrack then. Um, <laughs> 
So I was a sophomore in college um, and I started dating someone and I was also at the point of my life where I was um, beginning to deconstruct my faith Mm -hmm. Um, and not not believing in God, just like trying to decide where I wanted him to fit into my life Mm -hmm. um, and how much influence I wanted to to give him in my life. Um, And I met this guy and I loved him so much and just 100% was like, you're it that's it. It's you. I know it's you. I bet we're getting married. And you know what? I want to have sex with you. And he had had previous sexual partners. Now he was honestly so great and never pressured me ever to have sex. But that was like, I very quickly, I was like, Oh, I'm so overcome with like the desire to want to have sex with you. And that's like the first time that I like gave a hand job and a blow job because I was like, Oh, I want to do as much as I can with you. But he knew that I hadn't had penetrative sex. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he was like, slow your roll. I remember the day that I was like, I want to do this. And he was like, "Ah, mm, are you sure about that? Like, do you you really want this? And I'm like, yes. Um, and so like we had sex and I was in a sexual relationship for almost two years, um, after that. And when I, when we broke up, um, thankfully I'd like dealt with shame and of like Mm -hmm. previous relationships in my life. And so that was not something that I was hit with, but what I was hit with was everyone telling me that like, Oh, now it would be really hard for me to not have sex in the Mm -hmm. next relationship that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Like basically telling me that, Oh, this is how it's going to be for you from now on, because you've done this thing. You're going to want to do all the things. Yeah. Like you can't ever go back. Can't ever go back. Like this year changed now. Um, and I'm like, Oh no. Like I was like, Oh, I was so scared of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember, um, after, you know, we've gotten over the heartbreak and I'm like ready to back in the field. Um, I'd had personal like revival with the Lord during this time and was like, all right, I don't think I want to have sex again until I get married. And I was like, was very still like hesitant about that, but I was like, at least until I'm in love, that was like kind of the thing I was like, and when I, you know, I'll think about it. And there was a guy that I took to like a, a date party or something in college. And he was a very sexual human. And we, and I thought he was so cute. And so we ended up making out and he like kept trying to like escalate things. And I was like, Whoa, I was like, you know what? Everyone is like, Corinne, you should be totally into this. And I'm like, I'm not into this at all. Like, I don't know you. Um, please get your hands off me. And he like shut him down. He left. It was like fine. But the next day I had what me and one of my college friends refer to as a moral hangover. Um, like <laughs> where you're just like, ah, <laughs> what did I do? Um, and I'm like, oh no. And I was like, the most I did was like kiss. Like I think his hand like touched mm-hmm. my boob, but like at this point in my life, a lot of guys had touched my boobs. Like, why am I feeling so wrecked about this thing? And I was like, oh, I'm I'm different now. Mm-hmm. I was like, these things hold a different weight to me now than they did before. Um mm-hmm because I was just like, Oh no, I was like, I can't just make out with people anymore and not feel it. Um, like literally guys in high school, I kissed a lot of people. Okay. I wrote a poem, like a series of haikus, my freshman year of college that was like 187 syllables, a brief history of kissing. And it was a haiku for every boy that I'd kissed at that point in my life. And there were like 13 of them. And I was just like, (laughs) I just like didn't care because it just didn't feel like sex was the thing that held the weight for me then. And Mm -hmm. now it's like, oh no, like connecting with someone intimately, physically at all matters. It like matters to me so much. Mm -hmm. And so going on from there, like I, I couldn't just go like kiss a random boy. I like needed to care about Mm -hmm. him. Um, 
and have just significantly less people since this point in my life. Mm -hmm. And then also realized I was like, Oh, actually, like, I don't, I don't want to go past that. I was like, that's like the most I can do with a person. Mm -hmm. Um, because it like has now become painful and it's like, it was interesting the way my mind changed about that. And I do think that that's the Lord doing Mm -hmm. that for me and like, um, refining that part of me. Um, and just being like, no, Corinne, like, this is why I set this boundary for you. Not because some, some person told you to write it down on a piece of paper and was trying to like control you. Mm -hmm. It's just loving of me. Yeah. He's like, Mm -hmm. this is to keep you safe. And it is, it is to keep me safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think honestly, it wasn't until like maybe a year and a half ago. And it was actually one of our first times that we actually met for Mm. coffee and our first yes. conversation ever was about this. About sexual <laughs> ethics. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so we were really prepped for this conversation. We were. We were. Um, but I was always scared to define virginity mm. because one, I think like since high school, I never felt like a virgin. Mm-hmm. But then two, I was scared, like scared if I defined it, then I wouldn't be a virgin anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was like this like weird, like wow. obviously nothing changes other than the way I define it, but like. I was like so terrified that like that title would be ripped away. And like right. that title, I think was just put on such a huge pedestal in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like idolizing that and not necessarily like God's will and yeah. my relationships and just like yeah. with myself and with him. And yeah, it was like really rough. And I'll like, I definitely agree with your definition. And I think it is like all sexual all activities, sexual but yeah, it was like so hard for me to even get to the point of defining it and like mm-hmm. realizing that no I actually do think like this is kind of like yeah at least like my line and like what I think constitutes virginity and mm-hmm. not because yeah and I feel like it was like hyped up in the church and in my yeah. family to like be a virgin yeah. and then like I like held on to that like name and title it's for so long it, it is yeah. yeah and it's so weird because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know I feel like also redefining going off of what you're saying Lydia I think that we're not redefining, but actually defining what it means to be a virgin would help people to see pursuing purity in a more um, uh, positive light. Yeah. yeah, and not just like not just like one thing that you have to avoid mm-hmm. in order to stay quote unquote pure. Yeah. Right, and then like even the fact that like. You know, as you're saying this, Lydia, I'm also thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, like, addressing this question, are you? And, like, we shouldn't be feeling scared to, like, talk about that. And I think that's just because from the very name virgin- virginity, we only think of one thing that we were trying to avoid. Whereas if we were talking about all of these things play into virginity, we would perhaps pursue purity more positively and less like shamefully. Um, I had a question about, so like when people tell you, oh, you've done, you know, X, Y, Z, you'll never be able to go back. Like that's it. Like that's going to be the course of your relationships going forward. Like we know that isn't true because people have been able to start a new relationship and like um, get back on track or whatever. But what about in the same relationship? Do you think it's possible to go back within the same relationship or do both parties just like have to be completely contrite and like focused on that? Or is that even possible at all? Even if that does happen, I'm curious to know. 
both of your thoughts. Just actually. to clarify, wait, are you asking like if you've been sexually active with a partner? Right. And then Can you, you, you both don't want to be. Right. But you want to stay together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's hundred percent possible. I've had friends. Yeah. That have, have chosen that they've um, been sexually active um, or have like participated in other sexual acts. And then they like kind of like hunker down and are like, wait a second, <laughs> we want to get married. <laughs> they're not engaged yet, but they're like, we want to do this. Um, and we want to start like respecting this so that we can like save it for that. And I've, I've like watched friends backtrack um, awesome. and, and set those lines for mm-hmm. each other. And like, yeah, it's like hard because it's like, oh, we've had, we've indulged in this freedom before. Mm-hmm. And now we're, mm-hmm. t- we're saying that like, we can't. Um, but then it's, they know it's, I think it's easier in that moment because they like, they know that their goal is marriage. Right. So they know yeah. they're going to get to do it again. It's not like it's, we're stopping it forever. Yeah. It's like, th- there's a finish line. Like we, we get to get to this place. Um, but no, I've, I've had a lot of friends do that actually. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to cover hope on mm. all the ends. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's so good. Cause I, I think that's important too. Cause some people are like, oh, we've like messed up. Like we there's, nah, guess it's, guess it's over. <laughs> yeah. Can't do this yeah. Um, and that is just not the case. But I do think, like you said, Lydia, like it has to be both parties committed mm-hmm. to that. Um, cause then it would just cause strife. And then it's like, oh, we're clearly not on the same page about these things. Yeah probably can't be together Mm -hmm. yeah I also feel like I even like look for that now when I'm dating someone Mm -hmm. or like in the first couple dates I try like you know some of them I straight up just ask but like other ones I like sneak questions in to see like where they stand on sex before marriage and all this I think like even going into relationships I like kind of gauge how committed they are to not having sex or if they're like more lenient like right different things like that because I do think like both parties really have to be like um, it's a hard it thing. Is it's it hard. Is. It is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think for now, at least for me, it's harder um, to put into practice than like, and especially after you've um, been in like sexual relationships, it's um, much much harder. And I think. Um, that is something that people, you know, should be um, aware of and, um, yeah, just to, like, support each other um, in that time because it, it, it is hard, um, but it's possible, but it's hard. Yeah, I think, like, kind of to that, actually, I have another thing I'm going to say after this that has absolutely nothing to do with that, <laughs> but I do want to, like, talk about because um, you did bring it up, is, like, what you were talking about, how it's, like, hard to kind of go back after like my first orgasm, I had so much harder time, like one, not doing sexual things with boys, but then like, even like not wanting to like masturbate or anything yeah. because like, I feel like I like experienced that. And I was like, I can do it again. You know what I mean? And I felt like there was like no limits. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like that was honestly like the hardest thing for me. Yeah. And I feel like that, like, just like in my own personal experience was the hardest part about like moving forward, not wanting to do anything with guys. Mm-hmm. I, there was, um, you know, like I felt different and then really didn't date anyone. I, I didn't, I got to date one like really awesome Christian guy in the middle of all of this. And he had, man, I just got to share this story. This is nothing new that we're talking about. It does. It does. It does. Cause it's about Virginia. Um, but I had had a couple friends that had been in sexual relationships, got out of those relationships, like committed their lives to Jesus and then started dating like good Christian guys. You can't see it on the podcast, but I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> um, and these guys 
we're awesome, right? And then they go on a few dates and a friend like shares that she has had sex before. And this guy was like, I don't know if I can date you. Like immediately yeah. shut her down because of her, her past. And which is the most unloving thing that I've ever heard mm-hmm. in my whole life. Um, and then, so when I start dating a quote, good Christian guy, I'm super scared to have this conversation with him. Like I know it's coming and we were such good friends already. Like I, and he's like the most loving dude on the planet. And there was, there was no reason, but I was just like racked with anxiety. Like we had to leave the date we were on because I was just like kind of panicking and I am just crying in his car. And I'm like, I got to tell you the worst thing. And I'm like, I'm not a virgin. And I, I'm just like, just tears. And he just stops me and like puts his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, Hey, Ren. He's like, I don't see you any differently right now than I did two minutes ago. He's like, I haven't, he's like, I haven't had sex, but I've messed up before. And I like sin every day. And what you've done is no different than mm-hmm. what I've done. And I don't see you any differently. And like, God loves you and I love you. And mm-hmm. that's it. Um, and it was like the most like appropriate response yeah. to that, like ever, mm-hmm. ever. Um, and I was just like, whoa, whoa. Like that's, that's right. Like what you just said to me, like probably undid a bunch of hurt from, mm-hmm. from like years of yeah. years of guys. So we didn't like, we didn't struggle in those ways, but there was a guy like right after him that, um, I was probably more physically attracted to both like mental, like our brains were very similar. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was like, I didn't think I would feel this again. This is crazy. Um, and he had had sex before and Mm -hmm. I had too, but we had both been like, no, we're not doing this until marriage, but it was like way harder for us, Mm -hmm. um, to not, um, go do things in the back of this car, Um, which felt like so weird for, I think both of us were like, we hate that we're doing this, but we can't stop. And that's the, the only time that I've like experienced that. And so I think whenever you're like really into someone Mm -hmm. and you've been in that space before and they've been in that space before, that's when it's super hard yeah. because you're like, yeah. no, I want to be even closer to you than I am. Cause I know I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I know what it feels like to be close to someone like you, I guess. Um, which was just fascinating. Um, that was a story without an end, but this yeah, I think when I, I literally remember like, you know, when I defined virginity and then realized I wasn't a virgin anymore, I remember like sobbing because mm-hmm. it did feel like I like lost something, but then I also, I think like in the next like days and weeks, as I was like, kind of just like praying more, I like realized that God like has all these things just because he loves us so much and he wants to protect us. And like, yeah, it's not like you just lose this and you like lose God's love. Like he still like loves you so much. And he like, oh yeah, it just like makes me so emotional because he does. He loves us so much. And like, it's not dependent on that. Right. And I think like, yeah, like you're saying like that guy who just like, was like I mess up too you know what I mean like like I want a guy who knows how much God loves me too you know yeah. and like he's able to like affirm that. yeah 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 I also get nervous like when you have to Bring tell <laughs> telling someone is hard and like why is that like why oh yeah no I was gonna ask this question so I'm so glad you guys brought it up do you think that we hold on to um or just like as a purity culture hold on to virginity so much because of boys 
and their react reaction. <clears throat> like I, I don't have a wide enough spectrum to survey. Um, you know, like from my experience with guys, like I don't have enough guys where I can say, oh yeah, like 85%, <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, awesome. Or, or no, like, so do you think it matters to them? Do you think that this is maybe more in like in girls' heads and their minds or, um, or do you think that it's like a legitimate fear or is, yeah, just like thoughts on this? Like it's kind of all of the above. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think it's, I think it is changing now. Like I, I do think there's been growth here, but, and I, I did, I'm, did some historical research um, <laughs> about the stigmas behind virginity. And um, the thing the, where all of this like really comes from, right? Because I think really what Christians are talking about when they're talking about virginity is purity mm-hmm. and like pursuing purity in the way that it's talked about in scriptures, like yeah. fleeing from all of these things. Like it doesn't just say flee from sexual morality. It says flee from sexual immorality and like envy and like mm-hmm. lust and like all of these things, right. It lists all this stuff. Like it's not isolating it in its yeah. own space. Um, and so I really think what Christians mean when they talk about virginity is your purity. Mm-hmm. Um, but virginity, <laughs> woo-hoo, um, <laughs> like way back in the day, including when our blessed Lord and savior, Jesus Christ was walking the earth. Um, women were predominantly seen as property to be like traded um and used right and that carried on <laughs> through history really until like the 1900s like that's that's about like when that stopped happening yeah. um and that itself meant that a woman had to have a certain type of worth um right and her worth was wrapped up in the in her like her maidenhood her chastity her purity because if she is pure hasn't had sex that means that she will can like bear kids and there's not going to be any question about who the, like who the dad Mm -hmm. is. Like, that's really where that's coming from. Right. It's like a woman's worth was tied up in her virginity because women used to be property. Like that's where all of that's coming from. So (laughs) that has now like trickled down through all the years. I mean, literally like when, when Royals would get married, they would have priests and like nobles come watch them have sex for the first time. So they could check the sheets and see if mm-hmm. there was blood to like make sure she was actually a virgin. That's like some, like a consummation ceremony. That's yeah. like literally something that happened. It's terrible. Um, which I know y'all talked about this in the last episode, not everyone bleeds. Um, so that's like not even yeah. fair that, and that's where we get the term to like, mm-hmm. right. A ruined woman. Right. Yeah. Um, like she's been ruined or tarnished in some way because now, now she's not pure no she's not pure for her husband like she's it's unsure if the child that she bears Mm -hmm. will belong to this man um like because that's all it was it was all like a property trading thing um and what i think that has like taught us just like in our collective history um is that like there's some type of our value that's tied up in the Mm -hmm. fact that we haven't had sex or if we have like that's that's like what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah. And so it's it. And it used to be like, oh, you need to be pure and perfect for your husband. Like that's like the Stepford wife thing of the fifties, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is, she is put together and she is cooked and cleaned and done all the things. And now she's here to have sex with you. And that's like all she's there for. And so I think for a long time, women's like 
purity and virginity was just tied up to like what it would mean for the man Mm -hmm. and so I I do think we like care about it which is like yeah painful (laughs) because it like shouldn't it shouldn't Mm -hmm. matter Uh, but it does anyway yeah I also think like yes it's like I think we do care what like the guys think but I think a lot of like growing up it was also like the women in my life that like emphasized it so much and like again it's probably just because they're taught it and like their mothers were taught it but yeah, I feel like it was like a lot of pressure came from the women and even like the other girls like my yeah. age. Right. I feel like it was just a very like, yes, they would also judge you. It's not like just like a guy would like care if like you were like mm. not a virgin on your wedding night, but right. like the women around you like also so judgmental. Yes. Yeah, I feel so grateful. I never ever had that. Like, from <laughs> like from my parents or from friends, but then it like I didn't really hang out in super super Christian friend circles in like middle school and high school. It was very like secular, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I had a ton of self pressure, and I don't know how I got it when thinking about telling guys and like their reaction, and like that that was so like daunting to me. I don't even know how I got that. It must just be like the deeply rooted historical patriarchy in me That's or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> did, I, no, sorry, I was just, I'm curious, did someone have a poor response to you at some point when you told them? Um, actually, no, no one had a poor response. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe one, but not poor as in like, I mean, they're guys, they're straight dudes. And all they were thinking was <laughs> whatever, like we're still going to, you know, try to get some, like, (laughs) so I feel like it doesn't really matter as much as, um, as people may think it does or how I may, uh, how I thought it may matter. Um, the hardest part is the follow-up. Like I'm a virgin and also I would like to remain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the hard part. Not necessarily, because then their reaction goes from, okay, sweet, to, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, what, what yeah. What is that like whenever you tell guys that you're like, I don't want to have sex until I get married? What is that like for you guys? It kind of depends on where I met the guys from. Like, if I'm on a date with a guy from church, it's very different than if I'm on, like, a dating app date. And mm. tell them, because I feel like oh. almost every single person I've met on a dating app has been like, I just assumed that we're like going home together afterwards. Right. And I have to be like, no, I'm not <laughs> that's that. so interesting. I actually had a positive experience. Actually, I've only had positive experience with dating apps. I'm app. so glad. <laughs> Emma, I'm so happy for you. You need to teach us your vetting process because I don't think I've quite nailed that yet. Well, okay. Now that I think about it, like, I, it definitely would not have last because he could have said like, oh yeah, I totally respect that. But like the whole body language was not, not, yeah, <laughs> was yeah. not, I will respect that forever. But like first, as far as first and second dates go, like it was fine. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it just gets harder as the relationship progresses f- for the man to accept, um, accept those wishes unless he's in the same walk. Right. Yeah. Um, to which I've also met guys within that same walk of life. But yeah, it's interesting. 
for me, I normally have like the talk with them, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) like after we've like kissed or something, Mm. because I feel like then I'm like, okay, we've just like been physical, you know, Lydia, you hook them first. Why you? (laughs) I said you hook them first. That's like where I kind of like, you're like, kind of give me a taste. Yeah. Well, well, normally I don't like kiss guys unless I know them well enough to like know that we're like not trying like sleep together that night. You know what I mean? And I don't like normally kiss on the first date either. You're just like, here's a preview. By the way, I can't watch the movie until like (laughs) marriage. No, but I feel like that's like kind of the time where I'm like, okay, I feel like this is appropriate time to bring up. Um, you know, here are my boundaries. Um, and my beliefs on all of this stuff. It's like you can take it or leave it, but this is it. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Had like you have, know, you have you ever had a bad response or just like yes. a weird funny response? I've had people like people I've had guys that were like really confused by that mm. and also like especially like dating app ones where they're like why are you on a dating app then and I'm like because it's a dating, dating app, app not a hookup app <laughs> like, what dating know? app with oh, not Bumble um Hinge? Hinge thank you yeah which yeah, that one is specifically for dating yeah Gosh. it's not like I'm on tinder you know what I mean yeah <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us on this week's episode about virginity with Corinne. We are so excited. We're going to have a two week break and then our season on purity will actually launch. So yeah, stay tuned in two weeks. We'll be posting some content in between then, but yeah, we can't wait for you to hear our next season on purity. So yeah, just stay tuned.